On today's episode, I have sex and money coach Megan Wall, who is also a sex phone operator. We'll talk about sex work in 2020. You are listening to The Gambino Mindset, where in-the-closet entrepreneurs go to reclaim their power, up-level their mindset, and thrive in business. I am your host, Christina Gambino, and I am a women's sexual intuitive and mindset coach for the bold and audacious hiding within you. It is my passion to empower you to step into your sexuality on a spiritual level by embracing your soul's purpose through speaking your truth and radically loving yourself with conviction. Now let's vibe. Welcome everyone to today's episode. I have a very special guest today. Her name is Megan Wall and she's a sex and money coach as well as a sex phone operator. Welcome Megan. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. So tell us about yourself. So tell us about your coaching and tell us about your little side gig about your sex phone operating skills. Um, okay. Yeah. So I am actually, um, just transitioning from being, uh, a CFO bookkeeper to being full-time money coaching. And so I used to do a lot of like finance for, um, coaches and spiritual entrepreneurs. So being on their back end, keeping track of all their money and all of that stuff. And I really fell in love with the actual coaching on the money and the sexuality of it all. So I, in transition to becoming full-time coaching. And I also have picked up a little bit of sex work on the side doing phone sex operation. And I have like an OnlyFans and like a not safe for work Twitter. And so like I do a lot of dabble in a lot of different stuff. (laughs) That is awesome. I didn't know you had an OnlyFans. That is so cool. I find that to be, I was going to do one. I find that to be like a lot of work to keep up with. Yeah. So I started it a couple of months ago and I haven't gotten any subscribers, but it's so much work and people who like actually get in like the top like 5% or or whatever of creators like do so much. They're constantly creating, they're constantly promoting and it's, I just admire them so much. Yeah. I, I saw that it takes a lot of effort and I'm like, I don't, I feel like I would need a personal photographer with me like 24 seven just to take these photos so I can have someone post like your own yeah. like virtual assistant just for OnlyFans. <laughs> like real shit. Yeah. So exactly. how did you get started um, as a sex phone operator? I, so I had started my Twitter and kind of wanted to embrace being um, uncensored online. You know, I grew up in in Alabama. I went to a very private school, always kind of worried about showing too much skin, showing too much cleavage, cursing, all of it. So I really kind of wanted to play around with being completely myself and open online. So I was posting on Twitter and stuff, and I actually got a a coaching client through Twitter and she just mentioned that she does phone sex as well. And she was like, that's where I make most of my money. And so I was like, oh, I could totally do that. I can talk dirty and, and like make men come. Like, (laughs) is it something that comes like naturally to you? Because I know for me personally, like I just can't 
come from that place. Like, I don't think I could carry on, like, how long are your conversations? Like, I don't think I could carry oh, it, it varies that long talking dirty. Yeah, sometimes, well, sometimes I have, like, actual conversations. Like, we'll have, like, conversations about kink. Like, I'll get on a phone with a man and we'll talk about, like, the, um, you know, the further implications of, like, um, being a cuck and like what that means about your relationship and like how to be in a marriage and like like I have like an hour-long conversation with this guy it was really fun he was really like into intellectual and like um amazing man and then some uh calls are like like less than three minutes like they'll call and they'll tell me exactly what they want to hear and I'll be like okay yeah I can do that and then they'll they'll just hang up and like I'm like all right well that was quick I guess I did my job you know (laughs) So what is the weirdest question or request you've ever been asked on a call? Oh God. Um, there's a lot. I, I, there's a lot of things that I won't do. Like, um, so there's some kinks that aren't, aren't my kinks. So like humiliation and like, you know, um, being really mean to people. I, I, tried to do that and like um go down that path but it just really made me feel not good (laughs) and so I decided that I wasn't going to do that but one time this guy asked me to pretend like I was at his bris which is when a Jewish baby gets circumcised so it's like a whole thing where they get, um, where it's like a whole like party and everyone attends and the baby gets circumcised. So this man had never been circumcised in his life. So he wanted this, the scenario or the role play to be that I was attending his bris as an adult man getting circumcised. So it was just very like, interesting. That one. Yeah, it was interesting. (laughs) And I was like, like, I was like all for it. Like it was, it was fun, but it was just something that I had never thought about before. And right. I guess like men do get shamed for like not being circumcised. And so there happens to be a kink or like a fetish around circumcision. That is crazy. That is something I, I mean, I'm not a man, of course, I wouldn't think of that, but there's a lot of sexual shame that, and I know because I hear women speak that they they do shame, like, you know, being uncircumcised. So that's like interesting to know there's a kink around that. So I know you kind of told us a little bit of how you grew up, but how did you get introduced to sex growing up? Like what was the like scenario being like with your parents and your upbringing? Yeah, Yeah, it just wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) There just wasn't. I mean, it was like, um, first of all, like masturbation was never talked about, like, um, it, and me growing up, I always felt like masturbation was for boys and not until I like actually started meeting other women outside of my very small 25 person high school class <laughs> right. that I realized that women of all ages and like girls started masturbating when they're very young as well. So I thought that only boys did that, you know, girls don't touch themselves, all of this kind of stuff. There was never a conversation around sex other than you better not be having it. And if you are, you better be on birth control. So that was something that just never, never was addressed in my life. And I had 
one sex ed class in like fifth grade where we talked about periods and we didn't even talk about like the boys at all. It was just about periods and it was a very like, you should hide your tampons on the way to the bathroom and like, don't tell anybody that you're on your period. It's a very shameful like, right like hide like keep it under keep it under the covers kind of everything thing. that's natural about your body hide it yeah exactly. that's yeah i mean that's how i experienced it too you know my there was never a conversation about it and it was very much like don't have it and if you do be on birth control and you know i remember having sex ed in high school like maybe my freshman year and that class was basically like be abstinent and here's a rape whistle. If you ever get raped, blow this whistle and oh, someone will wow. save you. Like, I mean, like it was pretty much like an anti-rape class. Like there was no, like, yeah. you know, you know, there was no being okay with your body. So yeah. being that you weren't raised to like empower yourself this way, how did you get to a point of like, owning your sexuality and empowering yourself and being like a sex coach and a sex phone operator and being cool with like masturbation and, you know, an only fans and, you know, doing all these things, being like, you know, overly abundantly confident with your body, even though it was yeah. something that wasn't very much talked about. Yeah, I've always been fascinated with uh, sexuality and I've always, so uh, honestly, my best friend, she and her um, husband are in are poly, so they um, have relationships with other people and she was my gateway, I guess, to really empowering myself sexually and so my current uh, fiance and I, we are actually poly as well. So explain we to everyone what that means for those that don't understand. Yeah. So polyamorous um, just means that you have like actual relationships with other people. It doesn't mean like, so being in an open relationship versus being polyamorous to me are very different. So being in an open relationship means that you can pretty much have sex with people, with other people, but having a polyamorous relationship means that you cultivate actual, like you, like you have boyfriends and girlfriends and like there's an actual connection there outside of your main partnership. So um, I have journeyed out and dated other men just in the last year or so and have tried to, and it's just like dating when you don't have a main partnership. <laughs> right. You kind of go through a bunch of different people, you go on dates and then of course COVID hit and I haven't been on any dates in several months. So yeah, it's just being open. And I think it's really helped our relationship just because we can talk about being attracted to other people more openly and not feeling so, um, what's the word, like controlling and um, possessive is the word that I'm trying to think of. So, so I, I don't own, I don't possess my partner. He is his own person and he can go be with whoever he wants. And it's definitely a practice for me to, um, allow, not allow, but to be willing. Um, yes, exactly. Be willing. Um, and it was also a practice for him. So we come from this very, like, you know, if you, if your man cheats on you, like there must be something wrong with you. Like you don't know how to keep him. You don't know how to 
please him and all of this stuff and and vice versa like if you find that he's like staring at other women's butts or like all of this stuff then you're doing something wrong and so it's and it's really crazy for me to even think about the the expectation that we put on our partners that they will never ever ever be attracted to anyone else in their entire lives if they're in a monogamous relationship like it just right doesn't make any sense it puts so much pressure absolutely so there's so much pressure around not being attracted to other people in relationships absolutely and there's a lot of shame around um feeling attracted to being in a relationship and being attracted to someone else or having a certain kink and the lack of communication around that, which brings people out to want to cheat because they're too shamed to say what they want sexually. So they would rather go get it from someone else instead of being judged in their current relationship by their current partner for what their like sexual kinks and desires are. Exactly. I see, I feel like, you know, that's how, I mean, being personally, like being an escort and being a stripper, seeing a lot of men, it's not that they're unhappy with their relationships. It's that they've been taught that their kinks or their thoughts are wrong. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't get into those communications, you know, to have a relationship where there's an open communication to talk about like your needs, your desires, your wants and to be open about sexuality. So I would always find a lot of men and, you know, and that may be like a lot of men too on your calls. They could be men that just, you know, have kinks that want to live their fantasy completely happy in their life, but they're too scared because of their upbringing or however, whatever happens throughout their life to feel shamed about that part of themselves. Yeah, so absolutely it's definitely something that comes up in in my calls of like you know I like their fantasy will be being pegged and that's something that I've always wanted to to um do with a man my current partner is not into pegging but I've always wanted to get a dildo and have sex with a man like that and it's a huge kink out there and I get a lot of men on my calls who have who are married or have girlfriends who don't know that this is something that they're interested in and they they don't want to talk about it with them and it's almost something like kink and relationships are supposed to be separate like because you and I are already sex workers it's okay to talk about us talk talk about kink to us the people that you have in your vanilla life or the people that you are in relationships with already that should be kept separate from from these other desires and that's definitely how i used to feel too um going into the club i felt at the beginning um very much like i had like an alter ego like you know i am i mean i would call myself something different you know, I'm at, I'm, my name's Tiana today and I'm at the club and I'm going to be who Tiana is. And Tiana is super sexual and super confident and super kinky. And I would like live my kinks and my desires through being this alter ego at the club because at the club, no one's going to shame me for my sexuality. 
as I'm escorting, no one's going to shame me for my sexuality. Like that's what they want. They want me to be all of me, but never in a relationship. And even my past relationship, I've brought up some things and you could tell he's uncomfortable with the conversation, you know? And it's like, what are you supposed to do with that? Except find other outlets, you know, whether it be like more self-love or, you know, I, I, you know, all the shame that's around sex work. Like I find nothing wrong with it, you know? Yeah. I find nothing wrong with it. I find that we bring joy to a lot of people (laughs) and, you know, there's a lot of people I've spoken to, like who I've seen at the club or, you know, just doing like a client call and you can tell they have either like a physical disability they're not okay with, or they have anxiety around talking to women, or they just don't know how to go about certain things. And this is how they receive their pleasure. And there's been like, just like you said, you had a nice conversation for an hour with like a nice intellectual gentleman. Like there's been plenty of times where I've just sat and spoke to you for hours and had that conversation. And like, that's what people are missing is like the connection, you know? And of course, like sex is great. Your body's great. We're born to, to live and reproduce and enjoy these sexual pleasures. And yet we're shamed to use any aspect of it. So my next question for you is, have you, were you always like sexually confident or did something happen like that triggered inside of you that you were just like, fuck this, I'm going to own my sexuality? Um, I've always been flirty for sure. And I was always the girl in school that was like, that would like make the sexy jokes or like make the innuendos or be like, you know, that's what she said. And like, you know, like, whereas all of my other friends are super conservative, very like tight lipped. They don't joke about sex or anything like that. Um, in high school they were, I don't hang out with any of those people anymore. (laughs) Um, but um as far as like one thing that triggered I don't I think as soon as I graduated high school I just started having sex because I never had sex in high school at all I like never really experimented with anyone or with my body and so as soon as I graduated and started realizing that men find me attractive and the like 10 people 10 men that I were in contact with every single day of my life that weren't attracted to me does not represent the rest of the world. Right. So whenever, whenever I like started working, like got a job at Dunkin' Donuts and like the guys were like trying to hit on me and like take me out and stuff like that, I was like, oh, I have sex appeal and I can be attractive to other people. And just because the boys that I've known since kindergarten don't want to date me doesn't mean that like nobody else wants to date me, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) So how does your job make you feel? Like, what are the emotions and feelings it gives you? Um, just so much joy. Like, I just find it so fun to, and it's, there's like, like we were talking about before, like, there's no pressure when it comes to like, especially with phone sex operation. I think it's a little different with, um, being in person with somebody, like maybe being an escort, but there's no pressure really to perform 
on the phone and you can kind of um almost fumble your way through it or kind of like make it up as you go and it's very much like um getting to play up an alternate persona like you kind of get to make up your own like i my name is hazel on my on the phone sex operator my name is hazel (laughs) and i you know i tell men that i'm 21 i'm actually 27 and so it's just a lot of like it just it's fantasy and role play is my favorite is one of my favorite things about phone sex operation is just the role play that's awesome. I think that's absolutely awesome. So was your first call like super, were you like nervous? Oh like, yeah. How, I was how really did you nervous. handle like your first day? Uh, the first day I actually, the first call that I ever got it was with a man that I still, he's still one of my regulars like months later. And he like, like we, we pretend like like I do the girlfriend experience for him so like every time we get on the phone we're like hey baby like how's your day like we talk about you know like we like we're boyfriend and girlfriend so um yeah but he he was really nice he was like is this your first call because you can kind of see on the website like how many calls everybody's done and so he was like is this your first call he was like tell me about yourself and so he was like really really welcoming and like um just really nice. And I was almost surprised that like most of the men are very normal. Really? Um, like, yeah, know, really. I mean, I don't know why I like say that with a shock coming from sex work. Like you're right. Like I haven't met like abnormal people, you know, you know, so yeah. I don't know why I would think sex phone operation is any different, especially now. Like, are you more busy now because of COVID? Because well, I started closed, during like, COVID. Oh, you did? Yeah. So I haven't been doing it for very long, but um, so I don't know, like, I don't have a comparison of like before or after. But do you stay typically pretty busy? Oh, yeah. I mean, with the website that I'm on, there's a chat function as well. So like, I'm not always, and I find that men prefer to, to just like text, like chat back and forth as opposed to like calling so um yeah I stay pretty busy I have like multiple chats going at any one time and well fielding calls that means you're doing your job good yeah you're like that's awesome so what would you tell someone who would want to get started in this industry oh my god do it dude like I just and it's okay like you have to try all of the things until you find something that really works for you. Like phone sex operation is really fun for me because I really enjoy the role play. I really enjoy like detailed role play of like, like typing out like paragraphs and paragraphs of like what I want to do to somebody and like how they want me to feel. And like, I don't know, it's just super fun. And then there's also like OnlyFans if you're like willing to put in that amount of work, like it's a ton of fun. And I've also met, um, other creators on OnlyFans who were like like planning dates in the future for to create content for OnlyFans and like you meet these great people these other sex workers these other OnlyFans creators who you can create content with like these bomb ass entrepreneurs yeah like yeah and you can like empowered entrepreneurs yeah yeah and like you can have sex with them and like create content and get paid even more and so, like, there's such a great um, 
relationship there between money and the sex of it all. And I think if you choose to see it that way, as opposed to like the shame and the just restriction that like can be put on you when you're talking about sex and sexual sexuality and sex work and don't even like mention like bringing money into it like bringing money into sex like that's like ultimate shame you know (laughs) of course that's like forbidden my mom was having a conversation with me the other day and she says but christina why would you want to have sex with someone you don't love that's disgusting. And I'm like, so that's how I, that's how I grew up. Like sex is disgusting and like beings like my sexual self and a sexual being was just disgusting. And you know, when she said that to me, I'm like, why do you want to wait that long to see if you love someone to have sex with them? That's gotta be like an extreme amount of time. Like, you know, I remember always being like the promiscuous one. Like I was always the one having casual sex or going to the bar and ending up going home with somebody, you know, because I wanted to like get it in. And I was still very shamed. Like I still wasn't up until now. I'm 33 years old. Like I didn't start masturbating until like two months ago, like my whole entire life because that was I didn't start masturbating until like I think like four years ago, like well into like my current relationship with my partner. Like I didn't like, and I had such like, like I would like judge the shit out of him for like being someone who masturbates. And like, he like even felt like he had to confess that he was addicted to masturbation, which he is not by any (laughs) stretch of the imagination, like at all. And, like, he's never, like, truly, like, he, like, masturbates, like, maybe once a day. Like, and that's only if we're not having sex consistently. So, it's, like. (laughs) I mean, I would think you should be having sex once a day if you're in a healthy relationship. Yeah. I mean, we go a few days sometimes without having sex. But But most of the time, like, most days. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, of course you do. Like, you've been in, like, a long-term relationship. Like, of course. Like, things happen. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Like, you know, for the most part. Yeah, like keep that sex going. But yeah, I was never, you know, a whole masturbation, the whole, I never, I still felt like some taboo, some sort of way around it. And it wasn't until I got out of this last relationship, which I ended the relationship like around like when COVID happens that, well, COVID happened. So it's not like I'm going out dating and meeting anybody to like satisfy me anyway, but I really didn't want to start taking in anyone else's energy. So I just decided to do it myself and I've been very impressed with my skills. So (laughs) yeah, you know, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, even, even, um, like sometimes we just lay there and masturbate next to each other because we can't like the, the um effort to be put into having sex is just too much sometimes like but it like, is we just too like, much sometimes yeah yeah like so you know like sometimes like the, the pressure to like perform and it's like you know like I don't feel like being like a sexual goddess right now and like <laughs> rocking your world like but yeah, like that's but that's you're still having a connection with someone you're still like partaking in like the sexual activity together, you know, like, cause I'm sure you're not just like laying there like two strangers, like, you know? <laughs> right. Well, we're touching each other. Like, yeah, like, of course. Like, we're yeah. not just like laying like, 
like this next yeah of course <laughs> of course so that that alone is like a sexual experience with your partner yeah. you know yeah. like there's so many like you can even I mean because I believe in like tantra and like the spirituality mm-hmm. of like the connection that you can build and have like a tantric experience so there's so many ways you can experience it that I don't think you know people are just very much in the like intercourse like it's just intercourse like no one gets the whole essence of being sexual and like being desired like you can it doesn't even have to be a touch it can be a look you know and like the passion you know it's like it's a whole different level so let's talk a little bit about your coaching where do we find you for your sex coaching and your money coaching so I mainly live on Instagram. My handle is sacrednumbers.co. And yeah, I, like I said, I'm in transition to doing full-time money and sex coaching. I didn't um, set out to be a sex and money coach. It just kind of transformed as like literally in the past couple months since I've been um taking my sexuality into my own hands and realizing how much the relationship between money and sexuality is connected and if you want to manifest like massive amounts of money having that um sexual expression is very important and being open to the portals where money can flow through and having no judgment which i think sex has really helped me to do is not judging where i earn my money from and even like having respect for other sex workers and strippers and you know escorts and professional cuddlers and like all of these all of these different types of sex work where where maybe in high school I would have been like, oh my God, like they have to stoop that low to like make money. You know what I mean? That's it's what such we a, were like, taught. That's what that's, as a, that's what society taught us. But everyone saw it's the like movie last, Pretty Woman and I'm pretty sure no one would turn that down. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. And it's like like uh sex work is the last resort. And like you should only be do you should only be stripping if like you are scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like if you can't make money doing anything else, that's what you have to do is strip. And like, that was like a, you know, a joke that I had with me and my friends, like, you know, oh, if it came down to it, I would totally, I could totally be a stripper, but like never really though, you know, cause it's so, (laughs) yeah, it's so taboo. It's so crazy. Like I even remember, I remember when I first started dancing, I was 19. My boyfriend hated it. And he used to come and throw quarters on stage. Got kicked out. Yeah. He was a fucking asshole. He hated anything about sex work, like hated it. And, you know, thought like that was absolutely the lowest of the low. I probably stopped for a couple years and then I moved to Miami and that was actually up in Michigan. I moved to Miami when I was 22 or 23 and I started dancing in Miami and Miami is like a different world because it's fully nude. There's everybody from every single country around the world in the club. No one speaks your damn language and everyone thinks they can just like grab on you and touch you and be disrespectful for like nothing. So it takes like a lot of like resilience 
to kind of, you know, a lot of strength to kind of tolerate certain people and not let it get to you. And for, I don't even know, the first year and a half, I was probably drunk or on something every single day, just so I can feel like the confidence in myself to just get up on stage and like be that version because that version of myself was so shamed. And even though I wasn't really telling people, I remember my mom, I posted a photo one day on Facebook. Now we're talking like 10 years ago, posted a photo on Facebook. It was me like wearing whatever outfit I was wearing in the locker room. My mom saw it, hacked my Facebook, cut me out of the photo and put me like on a beach with like a sunset. So it would look like I'm on the beach and not at the fucking strip club because she was so shamed that her daughter would be a stripper. And now my sister, my younger sister is like a professional pole dancer. And she goes on these competitions all the time. And I'm like, the things you guys did to me and like put me through and like the way you made me feel and like that term disgusting, like I hate that word because that's like, you know, like the word that's been used to describe me and anything I've ever done, like my whole entire life. And it like took up until now to like realize that it's not my problem. Like that's her problem, you know? Well, even like the disconnect between like pole fitness and like being a stripper, like, like for some reason, like one is like higher or like better or like more respectable than the other. And it's like, stripping like created whole fitness right exactly like you're learning from former strippers like you're not like none of these people like went until, to whole like training academy and decided <laughs> to like they didn't go to like you know p90x pole fitness class and exactly. you know they all like that's all from fucking dancers you know mm-hmm. all of that you know because what did they think? Like there was studios to teach us how to dance when we were learning to dance, you know, and there has been forever, except now someone called, put fitness behind it, called it pole dancing fitness. And now all of a sudden it's a fad that everybody wants to do, but the people in the club actually making the money from it are the ones that are so shamed. Like, you know, like they think it's better, like they're on a higher standard. If you pay for it, you're on a higher level. But if you get paid for it, like you're terrible. Damn. Uh, But I think it's the other fucking way around. Like, because I used to always tell my, I used to always tell people like, I'd rather be getting paid for it. Like I said, I used to be the promiscuous girl that would have casual sex all the time. So when someone asked me to be an escort, I'm like, you're going to pay me for something I do like on a daily basis because I just want to have sex with everybody. Okay. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, let me tell you now that I get paid by the minute, and like by the text message for like from men like all the time I like will not accept anything less like obviously with my partner he doesn't pay me but like when I'm on Twitter and shit like I don't just like like casually text men like I like I'm gonna get paid for it like if you want to talk to me I'll give you my like profile come fucking text me on night flirt like I like now that I get paid per message per minute like nothing less dude there's absolutely especially like you know if you're just a random dude sliding in my dms trying to have a casual conversation like we're business women we're entrepreneurs we have businesses to run we don't have time for that conversation like time is money you know and 
there's no reason to invest time into somebody unless you truly want that person, you know? Exactly. So Especially if, if they're like, if they're like high and you're like, fuck <laughs> off with your high, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. Or like, you're looking good. Tell me about yourself. Like, no, you have no, no. like, get, you know, because I noticed now that I've transitioned into a business owner, I know the conversations that are related to like my coaching business or what I'm doing or, you know, I support mental health a lot. So I know if you're coming in my inbox because you need something about mental health awareness or you want a little bit about my sexual intuitive coaching or, you know, I do some network marketing on the side. I know what the conversation is for, but then I also know what random ass dude is jumping in just for, just so you for, I don't even know what for, for entertainment. Like, exactly. I'm like, after like three messages, I'm like, okay, what do you want from me? And they're either like, like wanting me to send them money or like, it's a scam for some reason. Right. Like, or they want, oh, send me a picture, boo. Like yeah. how much are you going to, oh, be like, here's my OnlyFans account. <laughs> like <laughs> subscribe so to OnlyFans. Yeah. I have only so many nude pictures on my fucking Twitter, dude. Just like scroll and like, like, don't bother me, bro. Like, I just <laughs> like, just yeah. look, you know, you're never going to get it. Yeah. Just look like, yeah. Well, this has like, been awesome. Oh, one last thing I want to talk about is your full moon circles that you do every month. Tell everyone about oh, yeah. that. Yeah. So actually this past month was my first ever. So very excited about that. But the next one's on September 2nd at 8 p.m. EDT, and the link is in my bio, my Instagram bio, to, to register. It's free, and I think, I'm thinking this month, I got the channel that we're going to do some yoni worship, Ooh, so yes. I'm going to have everybody, like, bring a mirror, and, like, it's going to be nude, like, semi-nude like it was last time, but we're going to do, instead of, like, the water ceremony that we did, I think I'm going to have us, like, fully worship our vaginas, and our vulvas. So I'm excited about that. That sounds fucking awesome. I fucking <laughs> love it. It makes me more excited to be there. Yeah. Super yeah. So it's going to be the kind, same kind of like structure of like a meditation. We're going to move to some music and then we'll do our like yoni ritual and then maybe share a little bit at the end. But I'm going to put the kids to sleep and hide in my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do it. Just bring like a little like compact. Yeah. Or, just a compact mirror. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds so much fucking fun. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I signed up and for everyone else, find her at sacrednumbers.co. And thank you so much, Megan, for hopping thank on and doing this with me. Well, I'm going to do fun. this again. So because I, yeah, because this is so fun and I never have these types of like candid conversations about sex. So I really want to do this again. Well, we'll come up with another sex topic because I love talking about sex and maybe we can do like a monthly sex talk. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, that would be awesome. All right, guys, oh God, sex talk in the works. Let us know how you like it. And thank you for listening. You guys have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Gambino Mindset. I hope you found value in this week's episode. Check out the show notes for ways to connect with me and vibe. And if you aren't already following me on Instagram, you can find me at the Gambino Mindset. If you enjoyed this episode, head on over to iTunes to show your love by leaving a review and don't forget to hit subscribe so I can keep the vibes coming. Thanks again for listening. And remember, through loving yourself first, all things are possible.